It's the scariest fucking pinecast you've ever heard. You better bring some diapers. It's all it's all scary. <laughs> That's a special episode, dude. This is for Halloween, man. Yes, we're doing our fucking Halloween as- episode. You goddamn right. Episode. And we're pretty uh, drunk. Uh, I'm working on it. Unsurprisingly. Wait, wait, what's the name of the episode now? Killoween. Killoween. That's like when you punch a dick. Yeah, it's like when you're like, I'm going to stab that dick. Pretty much. Kill a ween. Normally you have to pay a lot of money for that. Yeah. Which is, you know, I mean, I'm willing to pay. <laughs> but, uh, no, but we got a, a pretty good special for you today. Uh, we did a really big special last uh, episode with the Friday the 13th. Oh, fucking huge. Which, by the way, we've got we got some pretty good big shout outs to give for that, by oh, the way. Oh, you goddamn Before right. we even get started, let's just get that out of the way. Because, yeah, yeah. And, and this is not to brag. It, it's literally just so we can stay on par to what we need to do to kind of improve what we're doing. So we're learning as we go. Yeah, pretty much. And I like talking about how big my dick is. <laughs> I like to learn. And it may not seem like a lot to you guys, but to have 300 listens for an episode that we did, and we've only done 14 of, is pretty big for us. So we thank you very much for that. And uh, there's some people... Yes. Cl- round of applause. <laughs> It's like a golf clap or some shit. <laughs> um, but there are some people that have been a big integral part into that. And and there's a lot of people, so it's really kind of hard to just name off a lot of people. But there are a lot of people that really share and put this out there. Some of which we probably don't even know about. Yeah. So if we miss you, don't think of it as a, as a bad thing. But first and foremost, Laughing Horror Podcast always gives us a shout out. Always include us in his work. And his hard work that he does every week. And uh, Kyle, thank you so much for being a part of that. Buzzkill podcast, yeah. always supporting, always retweeting, uh, being a part of the horror community, and doing a really great podcast as well. Yeah, and I, yeah. I can't knock anybody else who's a fellow alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus, if you're an alcoholic, by the way, you get big points here. Uh, but yeah, um, also Vincent Price's Laugh. Uh, they always help out and share. And all of these people that we're mentioning, by the way, have really great podcasts. So it's hard to listen to them all every week because there's just literally not enough hours in the day. Um, but if you just get a chance, please check these out. Also, don't go down that road. Uh, Bud's Beer and Brutality. I, I got to check them out. I haven't checked them out yet. Yeah, and, and there's quite a few others. Cinephile. But there's so many people out there that spend like hours and hours a week. 
So thank you guys for being a part of that, and thank you so much for helping us. And so thank you everybody for listening. Obviously, so, thank yeah. you guys. Now that we're done jerking you off, get our one out of the way. <laughs> we get three. We get three masturbation jokes. Yeah, you don't want to go on stage with your uh, with a loaded gun. <laughs> also, I want to give a big shout out to Horamino crew. By the way, uh, everybody on there is really cool. They put out some really great articles, and I'm not just stroking everybody here. Pretty much, uh, but. Uh, a few people know. that really do go the extra mile for us guys is Nando and Sin Fury. Sin underscore Fury. So if you guys haven't belonged to Horror Amino, the application, it's a phone app. Horror Amino, A-M-I-N-O. Look it up on your fucking Google Play or iTunes or whatever and fucking join up right away if you're a horror fan. So, but thanks you guys. Yeah, dude. So, aside from that, how are you guys doing? I'm doing all right this week. How about you? Did you do any special Halloweener stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Not besides watching this Halloween. Did you give your wife a great pumpkin? Oh, a no. great blumpkin? I, a great blumpkin? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that something Jeez. she gives to you? <laughs> I gave her my Halloween. Wait, give me meal. one of these shots. I need one of these. Oh, I, I'm, I'm drinking the, the Jamie shot. Oh, here. you're so lucky. You fuck. Uh, oh, I'll take the Jack. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. That's I'm not too bad. I don't know what kind of tequila this is, but this is good. Yeah, we're we're starting early. Hopefully, Pat will be around for this episode. Yeah, I'm sorry about that last episode. That 13 shots really <laughs> fucked me up beyond belief. He he's serious. He feels bad about it, but I, it's not a big deal. Yeah, like, and we, also Mike's been shit faced. Oh um, yeah, I'm yeah. waiting for my time. I'll right. say at least you didn't throw up in a fucking wastebasket during the episode. <laughs> You and know. then make a huge joke out of it right. about it. You know? <laughs> Dude, keep recording. This is great radio. <laughs> Although, by the way, uh, Kyle from Laughing Horror, which we all listened to oh, earlier, yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> did that, and uh, that was pretty funny. Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> Sorry. He's got, he's got tears in his eyes right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I guess we're going to be sipping on some Jack, some Jameson, and some tequila. I don't know mm. what it is that. Well, whatever. Tequila. <laughs> but is there anything else that you guys been doing? I mean, like, what, what's going on, man? Mike got a new job. Patrick's. I mean, Patrick and I have been playing video games. Mm, Battlefield One. Loving yeah, it. We played that, and I'm playing Titanfall too. We gotta get on more gears, man. I played Gears. That's cool. I've almost beaten it, but I, I only have so much time. It's like right. new game comes out. I have to wait four days to fucking play it. So it's Shit. like. But I think it might be that time, guys. Horseshoes! Okay, this is going to fuck me up real bad. Oh, it's going to... Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure how this is going to be, but it's a pretty interesting idea. So what we did is we decided that we wanted to do something Halloween for the Killoween episode. And so I was, like, thinking of everything that we could, and I was, like, looking for, like, pumpkin spice, like... How ridiculous it, was that? That we went to a store and there wasn't one pumpkin spice anything. Yeah, no. Dude, just go to a Circle K and just steal some of the little creamers, pumpkin spice creamers. <laughs> Do they have those? Yeah, you just walk in and just grab them. They'll just be like, hey, what's up? I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got a bag? <laughs> yeah, right what here. What the fuck are you doing, pull, kid? Pull out my pants. <laughs> yeah. Um... So I was like, okay, what? so what do we do? And this isn't a pat on the back, but I'm pretty proud of it, nonetheless. Uh, so I was like, okay, what do I have? We have some Bacardi 151. 
I looked for what is another Halloween sort of style thing, and I was like, okay, candy corn. That's a good one. Or razor blades. Yeah, or, yeah. High printering needles. So I grabbed some candy corn. I heated up the the Bacardi 151 on the stove in a, in a saucepan. Luckily, it didn't fucking ignite. Yeah, Christina was like, uh, don't burn down the house. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Am I going to walk away from it for like six hours? Do you think like, maybe you cook some of the alcohol out of it, though? I didn't heat it up that hot. Okay. I literally would turn it on and off like, and take it off the heat. So it was just enough to get it warm. Because it needs to be warm because we didn't have enough time to like soak the candy it's corn. It's always better when it's warm. Yeah, because it would have been it would have been like a week like to soak the candy corn. And I was like, well, we certainly don't have that much preparation. <laughs> but anyway, so I took 151 candy corn, cooked it a little bit so it got hot, stirred it around quite a bit till it was like dark orange. And then we're gonna put some caramel delight. Ooh. It's like a macchiato. But it's like the uh, gourmet coffee creamer on top. Yeah, if they have actually gourmet coffee creamer, is actually a thing. Yes. And 151 is stronger than a regular shot. It's literally like taking two shots. Yeah. To the so, sack. what we did is we filled it up like a third of the way. And then you pour your coffee creamer on top. Oh, God. I don't know if that's going to curdle. But Probably. I figured if anything goes with like... Milk, it's probably rum. I just want to apologize ahead of time, guys. This may get bad. It may turn into an actual No, we show. said that last time, and it didn't. You said that last time, and I was drooped over in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you were checking your email. <laughs> yeah, that's what you thought. <laughs> you were checking Grinder. <laughs> but yeah, so so now, so basically you want to put one third of it as the shot. This, is this all that And then two thirds milk. God, this is, just, this is disgusting. So the, the liquor has risen to the top, and the milk is at the bottom. It's starting to make a little tapioca I don't chunks. know how this is going to taste, but I think it's creative enough. Are we going to say anything when we shoot it's, this? What did you say, shooting? Mike? What did you say about the horror shots? Is that People don't go to NASCAR to see who wins. They just want to see what the wreck happens. Exactly. The wreck <laughs> so this is the wreck. Cheers. Cheers. Happy Halloween, you Happy fucks. Halloween. Drink your shit. I'm going to watch you guys first. How was it? It's not bad. No, it's not bad. All right, I'm gonna do it. I gotta like I I let I let people take point. Yeah, because you're a big bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do it. Drink your shit. That you was, know what it kind of tasted like? Like, like a tastes, fucking gallon of whale sperm. It's not bad. It tasted like Kahlua. But it, I could taste the candy corn. Yeah, I could too. I could definitely taste the candy corn. Huh. Mm. I don't think it's bad. I think it's a really good shot. That's like one of the top three. It was too thick for me. Well, yeah, because we got the milk in it. <laughs> I should probably put that away. Yeah, fuck it. Ah, fuck it. If Let it, it curdles, it curdles. Yeah, if it curdles, then we get the more vomit. Yeah, we'll put it in our next shot. A <laughs> <laughs> little trip for the episode. 45 minutes later, we start staring at the wall and pissing in our mouths. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, we're number one on uh, Red Tube. Yeah. <laughs> For all the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, that's it for horror shots. Oh yeah, this is the news. <laughs> Here is the fucking news.
Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we actually got some pretty interesting news articles coming up. Uh, wow, uh, not not that news is normally boring, but uh, no, some stuff. Well, yeah, it's always a fascinating. Yeah, I on this show, always. <laughs> but there's actually some shit that's actually pretty interesting. You right off the bat, every time. Uh, George Romero, I guess a while back, wanted to make a new zombie flick. Yeah, he wanted to make a, a, a western style zombie. Okay, flick, and he couldn't get funding for it. And he had another flick he wanted to do. He wanted to do a film noir style zombie flick. Okay. Which is totally weird. I would never in a million years think about putting, you know, something like Raymond Chandler with fucking, uh, you know, Night of Living Dead. Right. So bizarre. But he can't get funding for it because he hmm. can't get money for it. Let's talk about his last couple of films. Diary of the Dead. I love Diary of the Dead. Did you really? I liked it. I thought it was... I mean, for, when you say love, though, that's a pretty big okay. commitment. Well, maybe not love. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to marry it and have its kids. I can't yeah. say that. Maybe beat the pre-existing kids. Yeah, now, you know, now you guys know how I felt when I met him. <laughs> I had to find my way back into his life. But you know, I didn't think it was that bad. Like I, I for a found footage film, I liked it. I thought it had its moments. Right. I thought it was better than uh, City of the Dead. Was it? Was it City? What was the City one with uh, Dennis Hopper? Was that City, or was that Land of the Dead? That was Land Den- of the yeah, Dead. Yeah, Land of the Dead. Okay, yeah. I thought it was better than Land of the Dead. Really? I didn't like Land of the Dead, but I think it's better than that one. Okay, I, I I dug it. I thought it was. A cool I'll, idea. I'll have to watch it again to really know. I think it's better just because Dennis Hopper's in it. Well, the Land of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Dennis Hopper, but I and I don't know from going from like Day of the Dead, which was like kind of a step down from Dawn of the Dead. It kind of like went on a downward slope a little bit. Yeah. And to me, Diary of the Dead, and then he did another one, didn't he? After that, the one where they were in Ireland. Uh, I don't know that it's it was like that. it was like Island of the Dead or some shit like that. Oh, I, I think you're remember. correct. I did not see that though. I don't believe I did. That one was better than the one before it. I thought, but if he does this, I think part of the reason maybe he's not getting the funding is because of those movies, those last two. It could be. The man started an entire genre. Oh, I know. He created the modern zombie as we know it. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's like I'll watch those movies, but like Dawn of the Dead and Night of the Living Dead are always going to be my top favorite. That he's ever done, and I, and I did like the crazies, but I actually like the remake better. Huh. But anyway, what was the other news that you had? Oh, uh, this one's kind of uh, I don't want to say funny, but I, I I like to talk about this. Ooh, bowl. You? He's officially is it you or ooh? Well, ooh. I, I thought it was. I, well, I've heard it like a or you bow. <laughs> you bow. Well, I, I took a you bow right now. <laughs> I had a you bow movement. <laughs> when when he says it, he, when he says his own name, he says Uva bowl. That's how he pronounces it. But uh, I've always pronounced it as Ubol or whatever. I have no idea. I don't speak his language. Mm. What movies did he direct? I'm uh, dude, he directed a ton of shit, man. Um, like we said, Postal? <laughs> yeah, that was some of his recent stuff. Um, and they, well, and House of the Dead was one of the first ones I started to recognize who he was. He's actually, on IMDb, it says he's known for Postal, Assault on Wall Street, which actually I didn't mind that one. Uh, one of the one of the articles I read, or one of the excerpts excerpts from one of the articles I read, mm-hmm. he said it was he said Assault on Wall Street. He believed was a much better written, much better directed film than Oliver Stone's uh, Wall Street Two. Mm, yeah, let's not get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> let's not ta- have a Ubol movement right now. <laughs> but I will say Rampage was one of the better movies he ever did. To give you Pat an idea of. What exactly he started off with, House of the Dead literally was the big movie, and it came out in 2003. Then he worked on to Blood Rain in 2005, Yeah, Alone in the Dark, 2005. Which sucked dick. 
He did some movie called Seed. I never saw that. Postal. In the Name of the King. Which I never saw. I never saw that either. No. But it was a big budget movie. It was in theaters and shit. Hmm. Uh, he did Blood Rain 2, Far Cry. Wow, he did Far Cry movie? Mm-hmm. Fuck, I, get, uh, I love Far Cry the game. Rampage came out in 2009, which I highly movie? recommend if you're going to watch any of his movies. Blubberella, which just sounds cool. <laughs> like, I really want to watch it. It's got this heavy set chick on the front with guns, and she's like firing them off into the sky. That looks cool. Uh, Assault on Wall Street, Rampage Capital Punishment, which is the sequel to Rampage, and Rampage President Down. Wow, so he had three of Rampage movies. As you can tell, that's obviously him and Name of the King are his big movies. I don't ever think I've seen Rampage. You need to watch Rampage. A lot of that was improvised. Interesting stuff. Weren't you guys saying something earlier where he was challenging his haters to a a fight? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he would... uh, Because a lot of people hate his movies. They think he sucks. Right. And uh, there's videos on YouTube. If you search, like... Bowl like uh, boxing, he'll he'll uh, there's he did this thing where he would challenge his uh, haters, and he would fight him in the ring. Like if you hate my movies, then fuck you, come fight me. Which I really think is a kind of a cool thing. Who else? Did, it wasn't so much he fought his haters, but he fought women. Remember, he was that guy from Taxi. I can't remember his name right now. Sounds like a piece of oh. shit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Andy Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because he was essentially making fun of himself. Right. I don't know. I think I feel like he's, like, embracing the hate. You know what I mean? Right. It's like you can either, A, just take a pummeling, get kicked until you're fucking lifeless, or you can just, like, say, all right, I'll fight you. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's kind of cool in a way. It's weird, man. It's weird. Like, I, I don't like his films. I don't think he's a very good... Well, let, let me back up and say this. I think he's a perfectly fine director. Right. Like, a lot of films I see. But not as big as he got. It's not the directing, it's the writing. Hmm. I think the writing is terrible. I don't know who writes his films. I don't know if he does it. I think his directing is okay. Uh, I don't have a problem with it. Well, I, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know what I think about him. When I first heard the news that he was out of directing and he was just like, fuck it. Like, because essentially what he's publicly done is gone, fuck it! I'm fucking done! <laughs> In a nice way online. It doesn't seem as angry as that. But at first I was like, ha yeah, you piece of shit. And then I was like, you know what? That's kind of shitty. I was yeah. like, I felt kind of bad then. Society and internet and everything just pushed him out. And I was like, what if I was that guy? Like, how would I feel? I'd be like, fuck you. And I'd do whatever I wanted to do anyway. Yeah, one of the things I, I read, too, in the article um, from Bloody Disgusting was, uh, you know, he, he, he mentioned about going back to old school filmmaking. Right. And, do, and doing low budget films. Let me get this straight. Let me go back to doing low-budget films? <laughs> Wait a second. Like, really? Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to sound like a dick, but yeah, like, wasn't he doing low-budget films? Oh, I, I don't know, man. But I, he I, wants to get back to where it was, like, passionate. Yeah, yeah. But he I said, did. but he said, uh, he was basically saying, like, uh, uh, the market is different. You know, the, the DVD and the Blu-ray market is kind of dead. Right. You know, uh, based on what my current movies were, you know, costing. And, because uh, it goes back to the Romero thing. George Romero said the same kind of thing. He said, uh, I, I forget which uh, film Romero was referring to, but he said on, on Land of the Dead, mm-hmm. like, um, Dennis Hopper's cigar budget was, like, more than some of his previous entire budget films cost. Jesus Christ. Jeez. So, like, you, you kind of see what, what higher budget films and lower budget films, the kind of 
kind of clash they run into, but... M. Night Shyamalan, or Shyamalan, Shyamalan, I think that's how you say it, actually, and I I feel like an asshole, I've made fun of that name for so long. I just think of sausages when he hears that. (laughs) Shyamalan, I think that's how you say it, but M. Night, um, he went back to his roots, and he did um, The Visit. That his new film? One of. He's doing another film that they just did a trailer for. I've not seen it. Uh, It's called Split. Oh, I've not seen the trailer. And if you guys haven't seen it, I'll put the link in the information below so you can go then find that on SoundCloud or YouTube or wherever you're hearing this. But it's a it's a new movie and it's essentially about this guy who has like 24 different personalities or I think it's 12 or 24, I can't remember. But more than the average person. Well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you're right. What a dick. Um <laughs> He, it it kind of gives me, the trailer really gives me the vibe of Altered States. Because in the second trailer that they've shown, they allude to the fact that he's able to tune into his mind so well that he's able to shut out other things and focus on, like, being a beast if he wants to be. Huh. And trans literally physically transforming his body. So M. Night's doing this movie, and it's kind of fascinating to me because it reminds me of Altered States. Okay. You know, when he goes in the deprivation chamber, yeah. and then because he focuses his mind so much, he becomes a fucking beast, which I, just, I think is kind of cool, and I feel like that's his homage to Altered States in a way. I it really be. feels like it. That's very cool. Anyway, we're going way long in the news oh, yeah. here. I, I read a Cracked <laughs> article. They were talking about uh, horror films and uh, killers in the films and how what kind of really shitty loopholes they had in order to like combat them. Okay. And they mentioned two that were pretty fucking funny with uh, uh, Freddy Krueger and Pennywise. Oh, okay. So, uh, they said uh, there's an article, or not an article, but a, a report out that says if you smoke a lot of pot, you don't really get any solid REM sleep. So they yeah. say if you're going to come, you know, you want to fight Freddy Krueger and you don't want to go into REM sleep, smoke a bunch of pot because he can't ever get you because you're never going into REM sleep. And this is like legit science? Yeah. Well, I, I, didn't, I did not read the article. You know I'm I mean? just curious, yeah. Well, yeah, sexually, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, uh, with Pennywise, because uh, he kind of feeds on your fear. Right. His uh, Achilles heel or his uh, yeah. would be uh, uh, Xanax. Okay. Because you take Xanax, <laughs> you're not scared of anything, you don't really care anymore. Yeah, Therefore, fuck like, clowns, yeah. I don't know. Hey, what's up, you got a balloon, <laughs> fucking idiot? <laughs> is there any other news we got here? Uh, no, no news is good news, but that's about it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, that's it for the news, guys. Well, I wanted to do a quick rundown of some new oh, releases. Oh, new releases, new releases. Okay, so we already told you about the Poltergeist 2 and 3 coming out January 24th, but there's also Blood Rage, a two-disc special edition that's coming out uh, January 24th. Uh, also, the Twilight Zone, the complete series Blu-ray. Oh shit, Twilight Zone on Blu-ray? 100%. Oh, is it's $100. Old, old the old Twilight Zone? Everything. Dude. 24 discs, Blu-ray. Wait, no, is this just the old school stuff or is this like the it's 70s It's old, 80s? new, everything. It's Literally so everything. 70s, 80s, and 90s. Oh, the complete fuck. series. Fuck, man. This is oh, wait, did it start in the 70s? Was it 60s? I 60s. I don't remember when it first started. I, I, get a, I don't know honest. for sure, but I get this like 1968 kind of feel vibe. Yeah. But I really have been wanting to pick this up, and for $98.99 on Amazon Prime, dude, it's coming out December 13th. That's the, a pretty good deal. Dude, the shit in the 2000s was fucking phenomenal. Right. Where no, had, I, I actually like the 80s, too. 
What was the one that? Uh, oh, did, you're talking about Outer Limits. Well, no, in the what 2000s. was the one with? Uh, didn't uh, Force Whitaker like uh, narrate some of them? I don't remember, but I know that they did in the '80s before X Files. Okay. And I, I might might be wrong about Force Whitaker, but I remember there's a there's a more modern iteration of uh, uh, probably someone that's that really decent. Okay, it's really good. Also, Lon Chaney's movie uh, Dracula vs. Va- uh, Frankenstein. Is coming out on Blu-ray on December 13th. Phantasm Ravager, December 6th. Oh, cool. I did mention The Quiet Earth. I'm going to go ahead and mention it again because I love this movie, December 6th. And we've got Neptune, The Neptune Factor from 1973, which I have not seen. $16.99 on Amazon. Cheap. Not bad. Cheap, 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 cheap. Uh, one of the movies I got in the horror pack, the late night double feature, and I'll link the uh, horror pack unboxing in the com and in the information below if you haven't seen that guys uh but that's pretty much it don't breathe is coming out november 29th which is kind of late have you seen it yet yeah i watched it recently uh, i might go watch it tomorrow it's good it is it's good in the sense that the first time viewing is definitely worth the watch um i can't see myself like re-watching it a bunch okay it's like it's good like, I don't want to say it's a nine because my first initial reaction was like, oh, this is really good. But if I wanted to watch it again, I could see it being kind of like, oh, I already know what happens. Isn't this like a... Uh, kind of a twisty ending. The guy know? who uh, guy who did the uh, uh, Evil Dead remake? Fede Alvarez. Okay. He did Evil Dead remake. Okay. Which also, by the way, guys, if you don't already know, on oh. digital, you can get the unrated version of the Evil Dead, which I bought begrudgingly on, on uh, digital. As you know, I'm... We're all big horror fans. I love to collect physical just because I like to have a library of it, but they only have this on digital. You can get it for like 12 bucks on your local have whatever. Have you watched it yet? I haven't watched it yet. I was busy watching this for this week's episode. Right. So, But other than that, guys, that's it for the new releases. And we're going to go ahead and head into the meat and potatoes. Oh, yeah! The flesh and potatoes of the segment. Uh, flesh and buds. Killoween. Killoween, dude. It's like so Halloween, Halloween, but you're dying. What's that? I said it's Halloween, but you're dying. Yeah. We're going to die on this podcast tonight. That's how dedicated you Those fucking trick-or-treaters that came by earlier? Jesus Christ, dude. Dude, I swear to God, if I see another kid fucking trying to stick his dick gonna in my face. just going to punch him in the face. I know, man. <laughs> the whole trick with hiding the dick inside the candy pail? Uh, I know. Shit. It's like the uh, the, the, the dick in the... Uh, I don't remember that. The, the popcorn bucket? like. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's so, not a payday. <laughs> so we figured we'd kick this thing off with a little bit of information about the history of Halloween. Because it's Halloween, guys, and you guys probably have your own personal favorite things to do every Halloween. One of my favorite things, and we'll go around the table here. One of my favorite things here is to watch one of the main slasher uh, movies every Halloween. This year we did Friday the 13th. Yeah. Um, The top four, I would say, is, you know, Friday the 13th. You got Freddy, the Nightmare on Elm Street series, Chucky, and Halloween. Those four, I always have to watch every Halloween. I don't know why. And you would figure it would be just Halloween, right? John Carpenter's Halloween. Right. Which we did watch. Yeah. Yeah. But that's one of my one of my favorite things to do each Halloween. What about you guys? Well, as far as movies go, there is like, you know, those movies that people watch, especially around Christmas times. So like People like to watch Christmas Story and shit like that. Sure. 
I think my favorite Halloween movies have to be Idled Hands and House of Thousand Corpses. That's ones you gotta watch every Halloween? Those are the ones I gotta watch every Halloween. Is there any cool things you do around the house or anything like that? Uh, I make my own sperm into spider webs. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's... Spider-Man, spider It takes talent. The viscosity of you, that is You really perplexing. gotta, like, when you pinch the end of the hose to reach a little bit farther in the yard. Is that where you make babies? Yeah, well, yeah. I, yard, so for all you eight-year-olds out there listening, this is how it happens. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mike? Uh, I really have nothing. You have Halloween. nothing that you do every Halloween. It's just, like, something that you like to do. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be movies. Uh, I'm, I can't say it because it's against the rules. <laughs> he really, he really enjoys a warm pumpkin. About thirty seconds in the microwave, just yeah. right. Roll it around. <laughs> no, I really, I really, do, I, I, I do nothing special on Halloween. Uh, really? Well, yeah, but you like haunted houses. Oh yeah, well, dude, I, I love. So that then all there you around. go. I love haunted houses. I love ghosts. We were supposed to go to a haunted house. We have not done it yet, but yeah. hopefully we can do it. Well, I don't know if I can do it Saturday, man. But yeah, but you. So you like to go to haunted houses. Yeah, I like to go to, I mean, not just haunted houses around Halloween, but any time of the year, you know. Uh, and like I said, if we ever do a paranormal investigating episode right. about spook house stuff, I do a lot of actual paranormal investigating. Okay. Which, if we can get involved right. uh, towards the end of this month. Wait, end of this month or next? next? November, I'm sorry. Oh, Wait, yeah, are you yeah. talking about work? Your work, possibly. Well, Patrick works at a, a famous venue out here that we're thinking about investigating because he said was in fact haunted there are a few uh places out here in november that uh one of our listeners is actually coming out here and we're thinking about going and doing marcia miller actually who won yeah. the contest for, for the sure. dvds that we gave out yeah because she's uh well let me, let me back up and say this uh my band hardware we're shooting a video in jerome and we got access to shoot a video in one of the places that are supposedly really haunted right which is cool that's going to be early November, and if Marsha comes out, she's going to be coming out later in November. And if we can do it, we're going to go to the birdcage. Nice. So hopefully we can go to the birdcage and then go. I would, I'd be down. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm a big pussy when it comes to this <laughs> shit because I'm not, you know, when I watch those fucking Ed Ghost Adventures shows and they stick all the new guys in the fucking yeah. room by themselves well, on the floor. On TV, you're like, yeah, I could do that. Whatever. Fuck pussies. that, dude. Yeah. No, I'm not going to fucking sit right. there by myself. You're going to hold my hand. <laughs> and we're going to cuddle in the bed while the ghosts are fucking raping us. Dude, it's fun stuff, man. But anyways, that, yeah, that's... Yeah, I do nothing special in Halloween. I, I haven't even put up any, any Halloween decorations. Well, that's the funny thing. I think we do more decorations for Halloween around Christmas. Like, me and Christina, we'll decorate the Christmas tree. We bought a red Christmas tree. Mm. And we decorate it with black and white tinsel. We put spiders all over it. Fucking all these, like, horrific... Like, we have a fucking mutant baby, two-headed baby that we stick <laughs> under the thing. We put, like, a skull on top of the light in it. Like, we put all these decorations on that Christmas tree. We hang up, like, cobwebs and shit for Christmas. It's so weird. You're a unique snowflake. We you know do that, that for, <laughs> for Christmas more than we do for Halloween. So, I don't know. But everybody has their own thing. And to me, Halloween's year, year long. Yeah. Halloween is every day. But the history of Halloween says that that is the thinnest part of reality in the time the roman calendar where Ooh. yes where the veil of reality is the thinnest and people who are in real life can slip into the spirit world and potentially go beyond the veil is that when you go beyond the veil is that when you like buy the ultra thin condoms you know some, <laughs> some kind of slip you will through. get pregnant from yeah, listening right. to the show <laughs> 
with a ghost. <laughs> no, but, but yeah, but so then the ghost can come over to our world too. So it's like it's a two way yeah. door. Yeah, or it's yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I got some basic facts about Halloween. I can go over real quick. Okay. I don't I don't want to go into explicit detail because uh, uh, we get movies to talk about. Sure, you know what I mean. But yeah, uh, it's really based on on a real basic basic level. It's based on a Gaelic festival that uh, was celebrated by the Celtics, right? Uh, the Celts or whatever. Um, Several a uh, couple thousand years ago. Yeah, somewhere around up to three thousand years ago. So it's an old uh, Celtic festival uh, called uh, Samhain. Uh, it looks like it's spelled Samhain, but it's actually pronounced Samhain. Right. Uh, and from what I read, it's uh, it actually means November because from what I understand, granted from my loose. Uh, research, they were scared shitless of uh, the winter, right? Because it, it was uh, it marked the, the the change between the seasons, right? Uh, and what they used to do was um, have bonfires or whatever. Yeah, they had bonfires because the whole concept was like, you know, if if uh, the gods were giving them uh, things to live off of, like animals and harvest and whatnot, and and fruits and vegetables and whatnot, they wanted to give stuff back to the gods, right. so they would sacrifice. So they wouldn't be selfish and be. Yeah, so they would sacrifice. Killed, yeah, they whatever. would sacrifice animals, and I don't know if they did human sacrifice, but I know, they, I know they sacrificed animals. Right. They would kill them and then burn them and stuff in effigy or whatever, you know. Well, I heard that the the bonfires that they would throw was to protect themselves from the evil. Yeah. That they felt would exist around them, when in actuality it was really just bats, and because of the fire, bugs would come around. Oh yeah. And because the bats, they work off sonar. So they would find the bugs, and they would all be floating around, so they thought evil was literally floating around them. Yeah. And that these bonfires would protect them. Yeah, well, you're right, you're right. That's where the whole concept, that's why we have, like, you know, the same thing with the bats and the owls and stuff like that. Right. Why it's kind of associated with Halloween. Sure. For that reason. That's pretty cool, though. It's interesting, like, can you imagine being in that world where you think that there's evil literally floating above your bonfire? Right. Like, that's kind of a scary thought. Especially when you don't know what reality is, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to sidetrack you guys at all, but it just it, it made me think of something like uh, the Salem witch trials. Like, have you heard that theory where they thought it was some kind of germ in the wheat that made them hallucinate? Like hmm. they were actually tripping. Ergot. Ergot. Yeah, I think you're right. Ergot's what it's called. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. E R G O T. I right? think that'd just be it. I want to be fucking Bill Cosby like that. Someone just drop a little bit of acid on my fucking <laughs> yeah, monster. Yeah, fuck that. I'm not trying to be fucking Bill Cosby by nature. I don't want to get raped by a tornado or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that. But anyways, what, you wake what, up, you don't know where your house is. <laughs> I've been there a few times. Or your pants. You got a piece of wood sticking in your chest. Mm. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But anyways, what they would do is like, they they since they thought the veil between the two words were thin, you know they were afraid that like uh, people that died within the last year would come back, right? And potentially like either haunt them or bring them back to the other side. Right. So that's where they would like dress up in costumes and masks and stuff, and they would bring. Well, I don't even know if they dressed up in costumes right then at that I, time. I think at that time they did, but they, and they would also bring like tributes or whatever you want to call it, like gifts and stuff for the spirits, okay, in order to appease them. So they all all the people in the towns would get together, dress up with their shit, give all their you know gifts, and go out to give them, and that that's the basis of, on the real basic level. Well, and, and from what I've heard, this this whole story kind of started on uh, a celebration that the pagans would have. It is a pagan holiday called Lemuria. It was May thirteenth, 
uh, it, which became All Saints Day because at that time, Christianity was trying to make a big push. And one of the ways that they felt that they could basically convert pagans into Christianity was by adopting some of their beliefs and days and holidays, which would Lemuria was essentially a Roman holiday where they would basically try to help celebrate. Oh yeah. So that the, the souls well, they, of the they dead, were, they were worshiping, a. are you talking about the Roman where they worshiped uh, Pomona? I don't know about that, but I know that they were worshiping or they were, they were praying for the souls to get basically taken wherever to be freed. Okay. Uh, for, probably from some sort of purgatory of some sort. I know that played in a role later on, but Lemuria was, they would actually pour milk on some of the graves. Huh. Some people, that was like a, a tradition. We'll but they would literally pour thing. milk on the dead because they wanted to free their spirits back to so wherever I, they came so from. So it's kind of like if you're pouring a 40 out for your homie. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yo, what's up? You want some, uh, yeah, like I'm sure it was like curd <laughs> at that point in time. But apparently the church... They wanted to tr- convert pagans because they felt it was very satanic or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, plus they needed attendance to make some cash, dude. Right, yeah, oh yeah. Well, this just shows you how manipulative like this kind of shit really oh, is. Oh, dude, for sure. Um, but the church, they changed the date from May 13th. They moved it to November 1st after they converted so many people. November 1st, and then November 2nd was what they called All Souls Day or what became All Saints Day. Yeah. Which is the first of no, or the second of November, but the thirty first was uh, All Hallows Eve, and then it became All Hallows Eve, and then it was All Hallows Eve, and then it was a Halloween. They turned it into that. Yeah, but All Souls Day, which is November second, is technically the day you pray for the souls to get them out of purgatory. So, if you prayed enough and you were really good at praying. <laughs> If you were like a, if you're like really good at praying, <laughs> yeah. if you're if you you're praying the a, shit out of those yeah, souls, if you're on the, the Olympic praying team. <laughs> uh, but if you prayed the shit out of those souls, some of them would get back into heaven. And in fact, because of this, during this time, there was like a lot of homeless people. Obviously, beggars would ask for spice cakes with raisins at people's doors. And they would make this because it's relatively cheap to make. They want a spice cake with raisins in it? Yeah. <laughs> That's what they called them. They called them soul cakes. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> so people would make these cakes, probably because they didn't want them to steal from them or something. Or just to be nice. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying all homeless people are fucking thieves. <laughs> like, but fuck you. No, I'm <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just being offensive. There's this other, as far as like trick or treating is concerned. Right. There's this other holiday that they do on the, I think November fifth, in England. Oh yeah. Called uh, Guy Fox Day. Right. And uh, prior to the, uh, the the actual event, uh, kids will create these like dolls or these, you know these these, I don't know what you call them. You had the name for it. I couldn't remember. I don't remember what they were called, but they they, they create like these like, the uh, Guy Fox dolls if, in a nutshell. F-A-W-K-E-S, guys. Yeah, Guy Fox. Yeah. But anyways, um, and then they go door-to-door asking for a penny for Guy. So okay. whether it's a penny or like a shilling or whatever they had, whatever they, you know, at the time. And I think that's the origin of uh, trick-or-treating. Okay. You know, going to door-to-door asking for like a tribute or something. And I think it came from, it, it got mis, you know, mashed with that, with the uh, 
the pagan festival. Right. You know, because I, I know the, the Christian church tried to get rid of Halloween so hard. Oh, over and, the years, many times And over. They, they could not get rid of even, it. Not even just the Christian church, but even cities and states. Yeah. Because they there was so much destruction because it was trick-or-treat. If you guys aren't familiar with Guy Fawkes, just to give you a quick background, he was a member of the provincial uh, uh, English Catholics who planned a very, it was a failed gunpowder plot of 1605 where they tried to blow up like the government with like, I think it was 36 kegs of gunpowder. We could use a few of him nowadays. Yeah. Well, didn't they make that movie V from Vendetta? Yeah, it was right. based off of him essentially. Mm -hmm. The Wachowski brothers when they were still brothers. Um, the but they called the gunpowder uh, plot. He he was in eventually killed. He was. They put him. They tied him to four horses from all of his limbs. It ripped him apart. They took all of the pieces that snapped off, and his corpse, and just threw it in the fire. And so all these people were like, it was like a celebration for his death. So if you try to overthrow the government, and then you get torn apart by the four winds, yeah. I mean, I could be wrong on that, but that's what they kind of mention in some of the history on this. But yeah, he was thrown in the fire on uh, this is November 5th, like you said. But the Puritans tried to prevent Guy Fawkes Day when it came to America. Huh. So they were trying to prevent it from coming over to here. And so they would like try to shut it down. And a few people... We're able to get that out. Um, but then the Civil War happened, and they had a lot of deaths and bodies unclaimed. So there was a lot of really big ghost stories. You know what I mean? Right. Because of how much death. I mean, literally, these bodies were just left. Wow. It was just like, holy shit, there's just too many. Fuck it. Oh, do you know what? I don't you got know? enough shillings. <laughs> <laughs> they had the rivers of blood, like, where, like, blood was flowing like a fucking stream. Uh. Like, that's how much blood there was. Like, can you imagine how many bodies that would be? Right. In order to have that happen? Like, that's crazy. So that they, at the time, uh, there was the Scots, the Scotland, people from Scotland who immigrated over here to America. They came up with these, um, they called them bogies. Okay. A.K.A. boogeymen. Mm. They brought that to America, and there's actually a story of this guy named Jack-O-Lantern who... He was thrown out of hell. Satan rejected him because he was just so evil, I guess. Like, this is a funny story, but huh? Satan actually felt kind of bad for him because he sent him back to Earth. And Satan scooped up some embers from hell and put him and gave it to him, which he put in a radish or a turnip. That's what it was. He put it in a turnip and carried it around with string. Does that make sense? And that's where the jack-o'-lantern originated oh, from okay. hmm. so but later on they turned it went from turnips to pumpkins they used them to scare people or in the early days with a white sheet and a stick with a pumpkin that was glowing huh. so they would stick candles in them and they would use it to trick people so they put them in their windows and scare the fuck out of them huh. at this time that the white sheet was a symbolism of what they used to cover the bodies with so it was, like, really scary for people at that time. So these were, like, the original internet trolls? Yeah, but the sheets basically were the shroud of the dead when mm -hmm. they put that on the bodies. So that was significant. But Halloween became so mischievous that there was pranks that plagued the cities like uh, Chicago and Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. It was so bad that kids would literally try to derail trains with old soap bars 
and like kill. I mean, like you know what I mean. Like this is not funny shit. Right. This isn't like egging someone's house. You know what I mean. This is yeah derailing a fucking train and probably killing people. Uh, they would break windows. They would take wagons apart and then reassemble them on people's roofs of their homes. <laughs> like what the fuck? That's like a really bad college prank. Right? Right. It's like reassembling someone's fucking V-dub bug on the fucking roof of someone's house. Can you imagine that nowadays? They called the the night Halloween Hell Night. In 1933, they called it Black Halloween. What about, about, uh, do you have any information on Devil's Night? Well, that is technically Hell Night. Black Halloween for 1933 was called that because the kids went so crazy that, that Halloween that they were destroying so much shit. That the police and the cities made up new ways to try to get the kids away from destroying things with like games and costume contests, and this is where it like oh yeah started to turn into like in America it that started kind of to turn and stuff? yeah very commercialized, huh. uh, and because of all the destruction that these kids would do, they wanted to try to prevent them from doing it by offering them treats, and we're not just talking about candy, we're talking about like food and shit, food, money, like shit that. Kids would just be like, oh, yeah, we don't want to fuck with them. You know, they hook me up with a fucking gold bullion or some shit, you know. <laughs> They're all dragging it by their, like, three of them are dragging it down the street. But um, they also made these things in 1950 called bo- bogey books from the Scots. And uh, they, they were like, it was a whole list of things that they did on Halloween. Mm. So that these kids wouldn't get bored anymore. Right. But I just thought it was kind of cool. They did festivals, like, they would do carnivals. Like, uh, I feel like... Nowadays, like Halloween is kind of dying off because, well, I think I feel like everybody's too scared to let their kids just right like they're like afraid that their kids are going to get raped or fucking murdered or whatever. It's always been the same thing, you know, like there was razor apples, shit like that. Like, but I feel like it's kind of dying down like every year it's gotten smaller and smaller in my neighborhood. Really? It's almost like kids decide to go to, like, rich neighborhoods now. <laughs> That's what we did when we were younger. That's because then you got the full-size candy bars. You right. You didn't have fun-size bullshit. See, I don't know. Like, I when I was a kid, it was, like, a big event. Uh, and, like, everybody in the neighborhood would do it. Trick-or-treat is technically only about 80 years old. About 81 years old. Huh. It's really not that new. Or it's not that old, I should say. <laughs> so it's not, it, like... They've been doing it since since houses were getting destroyed and pranked. They did these treats and everything, like I said. So, but it went from homemade treats or homemade like goods to prepackaged, and then they had the in 1966 Halloween wasn't even really it was a thing that people did. But when Charlie Brown came out, the Great Pumpkin. Oh yeah, dude. That was like when it got blown up. Like, that was, like, when everybody started doing it. Because that was when they started, like, in the in the cartoon, it was such a popular thing. Right. Everybody, like, watched it. In parents, adults, kids, everything. About ten years later, kids would wear masks and paper mache outfits and shit. John Carpenter came out with the movie Halloween. Now, kids used to get dressed up. And stuff like that, but there was all these like shitty plastic masks, uh-huh. nothing really, really fancy or anything like that. But when Halloween came out, they they used the the infamous mask that was Kirk, Captain Kirk, Shatner. which wasn't even a Halloween mask. It was just a fucking Captain Kirk mask that they took off the sideburns, dyed up the hair with 
brown spray paint and cut out the eye holes and painted the face white. Right. Um, but because of that movie, literally the mask industry for Halloween boomed. Oh, wow. It was, like, huge. And, like, everybody started making masks, like, every Halloween. It was, like, this big ordeal. So that was a, was a big, a huge factor into the Halloween that we now see with all the masks and stuff like that. One last tidbit. Halloween is considered about a $6 billion a year industry with candy and costumes. So every year it makes at least $6 billion. And a lot of that is from candy, believe it or not. Like mm. two-thirds. So that's crazy. But anyway, that's the uh, the history of Halloween for the most part. History of Halloween. Okay, so I guess now we're just going to jump right back into uh, some of the movies we've watched. Yeah, right into the meat and potatoes. Yeah, the kill Killoween. Basically, any movies that have Halloween as pretty much the main plot point for the most part... There are a few movies that we watch figuring out that they weren't exactly Halloween, but do have Halloween in the movie of some sort. Yeah. Uh, the first one I watch is like, I haven't seen this in a long time, and it's a really cool flick, man. It's kind of a, I don't know if it would be like an indie flick, I don't know what you'd call it. Okay. That's called Ginger Snaps. Yeah. It's not excessively Halloween-centric. Right. But the last, one of the last sequences does, t- do t- it does take place on Halloween. Okay. And uh, it's a really cool flick, man. I mean, it's a... It's kind of like it's. It felt like it was from the '90s, but I think it was shot. In, it totally is a '90s film. But it, it released in 2000, 2001. Yeah, it felt like a '90s movie. Yeah, it felt because like it had that like gothic punk rock sort of yeah. like. And there's a couple things I wanted to bring up about the film. I mean, granted, if if, you, if nobody's ever seen it, it's a two chicks, two sisters, uh, kind of gothic, kind of like emo. Right. And one of them gets bit by a, a werewolf. Right. And she starts turning into a werewolf, and the other sister kind of like helps. Hide her identity and hide what she's turning into. Try to try to basically fix her. Yeah. I watched it too. Yeah, and then I realized I was like, "Oh shit, there's really no Halloween." But uh, it is a it's a really good movie. Yeah, it's, it's a great fucking uh, lycanthrope fucking werewolf movie. It's also like I mean, there's a few things I want to bring up about it, but it's it's a giant allegory for uh, going through puberty. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, because like. What's her name? Who's the chick that plays the girl that gets infected by the werewolf? Oh, I, her name is Ginger in the story, but I don't know her the actress's name. Emily Perkins and Catherine Isabel. So you're thinking about Catherine Isabel? Yeah. Okay. She was in 30 Days of Night. Oh, that's a great movie, dude. Uh, the Dark Days, the remake. Oh. Or not the remake, but the sequel. Oh, the sequel kind of sucked. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she was also in Rampage, you bull movie. Oh, really? We just yeah, talked about it. Which is so weird. It always happens in all of our episodes. Everything comes full circle. Yeah, it always does. She was in Supernatural, your favorite show of all time. Oh, she was? Yeah. What did she play? What she character? was in two episodes. Her name was Ava Wilson. She did American Mary, which was like pretty popular. Uh, oh, Freddy vs. Jason. That's the one. Oh, okay. She was in Freddy vs. Jason. She was the chick whose boyfriend got folded in half. Oh, shit. Okay. She was the, the girlfriend of that guy. He was like a total dick to her. Okay. And she got murdered... In the cornfield, I think. Yes, yeah, while she was getting molested. <laughs> oh, that's right, while right. she was sleeping. That's right. The fucking raver dude. But honestly, I think Ginger Snaps is a really good movie. It's not necessarily Halloween like we've been saying, but I think it's pretty gory and pretty... It That, that whole allegory that you were saying yeah. with the whole puberty thing, the guy has... One of the guys has um, pimples all over his face... When he becomes infected. When he gets infected. 
Yeah. Which is totally puberty. Yeah. Like, 100%. Like, but it's, like, cool how they did it. But they turned it into a franchise. I think there's, like, three or four movies. Right? Yeah. I I, I don't know that I saw the other ones. I think I may have seen the sequel, but I, I wasn't able to locate it to, lo- to watch it. I'm pretty sure Catherine Isabel is in all of them. Wow. So. Well, that's nice. <laughs> there, there's a couple of things I want to bring up about the film, which are really cool. Number one, uh, th- this caught me way off guard. I was not expecting this. Okay. Uh, there's a sequence where uh, I don't. I remember. I don't remember what the sequence is on in the film, but the the music, the soundtrack, is actually Fear Factory's remanufactured. Oh yeah, that's right. So like hearing Fear Factory in a fucking movie. Like, I remember that. Part. One of the one of the most influential songs from my band, yeah. remanufactured. <laughs> and according to the Wikipedia page and stuff like that, they said they also used cloning technology, but I don't remember where that song was. So potentially two Fear Factory songs, Ooh. Hmm. which is pretty interesting. Now that's got me wondering. But that's interesting. Yeah, I know that there was some pretty newer music. It was kind of like underground movie. Yeah. So it had like some of those songs that we always talk about and like Return of the Living Dead and like all these songs that are like for that time underground. Yeah. Fear Factory is big, but it was kind of an underground band. Yeah. And this this is the uh, remix that, uh, is his name Reese Fulber? From Frontline. Oh, okay. He remixed it. Sweet. So I didn't know that. Yeah, he, he actually. Why I loved Remanufacture. Yeah, that's the. I think I'm pretty sure he's the guy that uh, produced and remixed that album. Okay. Whatever happened to remix albums? Everybody used to do them, and they well, kind of like faded away. Remixes are kind of like a good and bad thing. Yeah. It pretty much just elongates. Right. Whatever was originally done, and sometimes it's done really well, but most times, yeah, it's it like really shit. I really enjoyed like. Like you said, the remanufactured, that was like... That's oh, that whole album is great. Like, that's amazing. All the time in high school, that's what we palled It was really in. unique for its time. Oh, like, yeah. You know, that's like early future industrial. Yeah. Well, even the Rob Zombie's remix. White Zombie, La Sexa Cristo. Sure. Uh, well, they did the Spawn soundtrack, Judgment Night. Right. It was like all these mix where they take like two different genres and... Oh, have... wasn't Spawn like a slayer and atr uh not atr uh, atari teenage riot right and then uh on the uh judgment night was slayer and ice t yeah. yeah there's a lot of really cool shit like those two mixes, albums are yeah. like some of the the better mixes. like marilyn manson shirley manson i don't know yeah it was garbage and it was marilyn manson remember oh, oh i didn't shit. know that yeah was on no spawn? no you're i'm wrong i'm sorry it was sneaker pimps oh yeah uh, that makes more sense yeah on the spawn soundtrack yeah yeah and the, the other thing I want to bring up about the Ginger Snaps movie, like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be off the drum because I want to keep the That's drum looking That's, That's two. That's two. That's right. We're going to make uh, the third one really good. Uh, I don't remember her name in this in the, the film. Uh, she does not play Ginger, but Ginger's sister. The actress's name is Emily Perkins. Right. And uh, guess what other show she was in? What? Uh, you'll never guess. She played Becky Rosen and Becky Rosen Winchester in Supernatural. <laughs> Yes. Motherfucker! Yeah. The other thing, too, uh, the guy who directed uh, Ginger Snaps, John Fawcett, mostly mm-hmm. did TV. Yeah. You know, he did uh, Bitten, some episodes of Bitten, uh, some if episodes of Man in the High Castle. Oh, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you might be able to That's talk right. about. I've been person. meaning to watch that. I heard yeah. it's really good. It's a good yeah. show on uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh, also, some episode of Orphan Black. Ah, okay. Yeah, I've been hearing about that. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard it's really good. Yeah, Yeah. uh, my uh, my wife, Laura, I burnt through everything. Really? She said it's phenomenal. I'll have to check that out. It sounds like it's just like a modern Twilight Zone. Okay. What about you, Patrick? Did you get any any movies in that uh, maybe we didn't all watch? Uh, I think there was one. I, uh, let me look here. 
I think I watched House, which really had nothing to do with Halloween. But... Uh, what what movies did have an Halloween? By the way, Ginger Snaps at the very end of the movie, they're having a Halloween party. Yeah, and, and that's one of the sequences. And that's like... when shit goes back shit crazy. Yeah, because she's turning into a werewolf, and she physically looks different. But everybody just thinks it's a nice costume. Yeah, like, oh, you look really hot. Like, I like your costume. Yeah, I like I... that you have six <laughs> teats. You know, I thought, I, I, I really dug this. I, I thought the scene where she was a... Uh, Taping her tail to the inside of a leg like oh. a dick. And then she tried to saw it off a couple of times. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's very phallic. <laughs> but other than that, it hasn't been any other movies that you guys haven't watched, too, this week. Well, we did watch a movie together called yeah. Trick or Treat. Not Trick-er Treat. Trick or Treat. Ooh, it was With so o- good. With Ozzy and Gene Simmons? Yes. And uh, you know what, man? Like, that movie, I feel like, is... It's a really good movie. You know what I love to do? <sighs> It reminded me of so many other movies that I love. And, I mean, you might think some of these uh, titles are crazy, but it reminded me of Toxic Avenger. Okay. Idle Hands. Okay. Even uh, Detroit Rock City at some points. Okay. Yeah, no, it does have that kind of element. Because, I mean, it is a rocker movie. Right. It's got metal, you know? I mean, the whole movie is centraled around the fact that this kid gets a the last record of this this um, famous rock star named Sammy Kerr. Eddie is the name of the character who's infatuated with this rock musician, Sammy Kerr. But the rock musician dies and he meets the local rock DJ Uh. who is played by Gene Simmons. Uh. And it's actually the most I've actually seen Gene Simmons talk. Oh, do you want to know what else is cool about Gene Simmons? What? Uh, When my band Hardwire played in Mexico City Mm -hmm. and we were flying back from Mexico City, uh, 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 Kiss had played the uh, Heaven and Hell show in Mexico City as well. Okay, and uh, he uh, Gene Simmons was literally on the plane. We got <laughs> on, on the same plane as you. Yeah, guys? yeah. That's so awesome. uh, I, it was cool. I was like, everybody's trying not to look at him because it's Gene Simmons. And Ryan, Ryan literally went up to me like, "I love your music." <laughs> and Gene gave him the he fucking gave, Gene yeah, gave the him metal, the horns back. The like horns, fat. yeah. It's pretty hardcore. What did Gene do? Well, no, Gene gave him the horns back. Oh, he gave him the back. Oh, yeah. nice. That's nice, dude. Yeah, then, Gene. Then Ryan, Ryan took a really long shit in the bathroom. Yeah, oh, wow. Supposedly. No, it's shit. number three. <laughs> That's three! God damn it! Ding, 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 ding. It wasn't ding. even that good. Damn it. Well, essentially the story is that this radio DJ that Eddie's friends with, apparently, for some reason, Sammy, the, the rock musician, his last recording, he has it like it's a demo on vinyl. And he's like, this Eddie character is so upset that Sammy killed himself. So Eddie basically takes it home and finds a hidden message on it that when you play it backwards, it reveals a message. Yeah. So he plays it, and after playing it several times, he records it, and then whenever the voice is played, it starts to have an intelligent voice, huh. and it's Sammy. Sammy talking to him, and like literally at one point, his speakers come to life and have veins on it, very much like Videodrome and oh, the TV. yeah. It reminds me of Shocker with Deathgasm. Huh. That's what it reminds me of. Or Shock Em Dead, if you've ever seen that movie. Are you talking about with the part where stereo starts to come alive? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's one of the scenes that really reminded me of Idle Hands. You listen to the score that's being played right there. Mm-hmm. It is a direct, same kind of music that's in Idle Hands. I swear to God, the tension music in Idle Hands, it's the same. Well, they track. ripped it off then. <laughs> they, well, obviously. I I mean, you watch the movie, you can see a lot of similarities between It the reminds two. me of Shocker through and through. Oh, he, yeah, I definitely see that. He's like a, a media master. He, like, controls the airwaves, sort of. And he wants him to play this, like, 
record for people, which is just like a new song with a bunch of backwards lyrics, sort yeah. of. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he wants them to play it at like his thing, but Eddie comes to and realizes that this guy's like totally fucking trying to control people or something. I, I'm not exactly sure. But there were so many good scenes in that movie. Dude. Ozzy Osbourne's in the movie. Oh yeah, he played the preacher. The yeah, even like a reverend, Ev- evangelist. Or yeah, they whatever. had like TV, and it was like he was on there like putting down metal music, which is so funny. You know what I mean? What was the remember the lyrics of the song he was describing? No, it was uh, gonna drive my long steel missile down on your love channel deep, deep. You'll beg for more, raising hell and serpent score. Feel me, feel me. <laughs> I don't, you know, I feel stupid and I don't know what it is, but we should have looked that up, huh? Yeah. Maybe yeah, we probably. should do it right now. That's some crazy fucking lyrics, though. And I, and I don't remember who it is, so if you guys know what it is, please sound off in the comments. Yeah. I gotta see that flick. I've not seen it. It's good. It's worth owning. I, I've like, known, I honestly feel like it's worth owning. I've known about it for years. I just never, like, got around to seeing it. Well, it all takes place on Halloween, and he, like, is able to travel through the sound waves. So if any I mean, radio is like the radio's playing it, Gene Simmons is just the DJ. Ozzy Osbourne's the Reverend, and Sammy Kerr is played by some random guy who's like this butt rocker. He looks a little bit like Alice Cooper. Kinda. Alice Nunn was in the movie, by the way. She played Large Marge in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh yeah. <laughs> Tell him Large Marge sent ya. But uh, eventually, what happens in the movie? is that the record controls his entire entertainment center. Uh, it takes over, like, all the speakers anywhere he goes. If there's a radio or a speaker, like, or a radio of some sort, it can, like, he can, like, jump out of the speaker, kill people. Uh. And he, like, plays a show at the school dance where he's, like, shooting the guitar into people's chests and they're turning into ash. Uh. Right. Which is kind of cool. It's really cheesy. He's super cheesy. My favorite scene by far in the entire movie is when... There's, like, this, like, Christian woman who's, like, a Baptist or something like that, and she's, like, talking about how metal's ruining, like, children and shit like that. He reaches into the TV, like, his hand, like, in shocker, grabs her by the neck, and yanks her out and holds her up high, and she's, like, all burnt to shit. Shit, dude. But it's, like, cool as fuck. I was, like, damn, that's a really cool little effect they did right there. But I love that. That shit was fucking great. I think one of my favorite scenes is when, um, remember, Eddie records the record onto a tape and right. then gives it to the main antagonist that's been kind of bullying him around school and all that. Right. And then his girlfriend listens to it in the car while they're at makeout point, wherever. And yeah, the, it starts, like, having sex with her. Yeah, of. like the wispy, that's the look of the wispy little green spirit fingers, like, right. touching her body and stuff. It's, it was. And it then was at one cool. point she looks up and it's like a full-on demon. It looked like, like the dog, dog looking demon. Yeah, from like Ghostbusters. Yeah, it looked like Zool or whatever <laughs> right. the fuck it is. Another, I watched a couple of other movies and I'll shoot through them kind of quick. Another movie that I watched that you guys didn't watch is called Hackle Lantern. Came out in 1988. It's also called uh, Halloween Night. Huh. It's by director Jag Mandra. He also did the movie called Open House, which is an, also an 80s horror film. And a ton of softcore Cinemax porn <laughs> flicks. Which. <laughs> And this is the fucking, the, na- the, the information of the movie. A kindly old grandfather is actually the leader of a murderous, murderous satanic cult which sacrifices its victims on Halloween. The story is about his kid and his 
his dad gets killed uh, with a hammer on Halloween night. And the before he kills him, he does the devil sign, like the horns. <laughs> like the grandfather kills his son or steps father stepson stepson I think yeah. yeah 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 that guy he looked like Pat Benatar <laughs> you kept weird. saying that yeah, he totally like, did he had like a jewel in the center of his head he looked like a nice pretty Hindu princess <laughs> but he like waves around his like horns like he's casting a fucking wizard spell you know what's interesting about that movie is that I can't remember exactly what they said but they mentioned nature. Oh, yeah. Why he was talking about Satanism. And the only other movie I remember doing that was the uh, Antichrist movie that we watched. Oh, okay. So it just made me wonder. Well, maybe they did their research a little bit, but the movie's shit. Yeah. It's a shit movie. It's a shit show. Basically, the father dies, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward to the future, and Tommy, the boy uh, whose father was killed, he grows up to be uh, a lover of Satan. And uh, metal, of course. Right. And they did that transition so fast. Right. It was just confusing. (laughs) It's weird because it's like he just all of a sudden is just seething with anger. Right. And like okay with killing people. And at the end he's like, he feels bad because he doesn't want to kill his sister. Yeah, because they reject him because he didn't didn't kill people in time or something. Right. And so the grandfather's like, you're a fucking, yeah, we reject you. Which is so stupid. But in the middle of the movie, they do a music video for a song called Devil's Son, I think. Again, it was really That was probably the best part of the whole movie. If you guys want to look it up, it might be in the trailer even. I don't even know. It is the best part of the whole movie. Probably. Demon shooting laser eyes with green lasers. It's great. But yeah, the the music video was really odd. It felt like the, the band was like, hey, I'll give you money to make this movie... If you let us make a music video, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll put it in the movie, man. You know, like, it's like, I don't know. They're not horrible, but it's not good either. No. It's pretty bad. The whole movie's bad, and just saying this music video is probably the best part of it is not saying much. Yeah, it really isn't. I know. Uh, There's a a scene where uh, they're in the basement, and the Tommy, I think it's Tommy, yeah, Tommy, the satanic son whose father was killed by his grandfather. Right. He's like, someone was like, why don't you do something with your life? And he was like, what makes you think I'm not? And then he takes him to the altar. And there's like a hidden closet where he has all this like stereotypical satanic shit. <laughs> right. All over it. It's like satanic, satanicism for yeah. beginners. Dude, it was yeah. so fucking stupid. And then he's like. Shows the organ, and then organs, this really cheesy-ass, shitty organs, worse than what we had. Right. You know what I mean? For our fucking demons episode, or satanic jam. I mean, organs, like, organs on, uh... Yeah, it's like... You haven't even dipped into the horrible dubbing. Everybody's line was dubbed. Everything was dubbed. Everything. Typically, they do it with scenes that are outside sometimes. I don't know. Or they figure out some way. Right. I mean, there's a whole mass... Like, to, to, to make sound work on a movie, it's not easy. And I'm not saying, like, I would do it right. But this seemed really bad. Like, yeah. everything was, like, the mouths were, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't an Italian. It wasn't Italian actors. It was straight up just bad dubbing. Well, the grandpa was almost on par with how he looked. I it. think he was dubbed the entire time. Really? But that's what I'm saying. Out of all the dubs, he was probably the best. <laughs> it, it, it fit, it, what are we talking about here? 
That movie was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> it was I was fucking just bad. About the like, if you were like, hey, I really just don't give a fuck about anything right now, I might kill myself. And then you watch it, you'll be like, I give up. I'm actually doing way yeah, better now. If you're a masochist, watch the movie. It's bad. I'm sorry. It's it's one of those movies you got to see, but it's not good. Then we watched another movie which Mike suggested, which was Boo. I, I haven't seen it for a long time. I forget how you what, did watch it. Okay. Well, yeah, I saw it years ago. Okay. Because I have it on DVD. I bought. It's one of those where I bought like a. Remember when you used to be able to go to Blockbuster? Right. And they had their used DVDs you could buy for like four bucks or three sure. bucks or something. It was one of those. Okay. Yeah, I used to, actually when Blockbuster was closing up, I went and bought a lot of Blu-rays. Oh, cool. At that time, because I was like, fuck it. Right. But that movie came out in two thousand five, so it has been quite a while. You know, I don't really remember. I don't think I even finished it after I left here, after I watched that a little bit with you. But I will say, you know, if it really reminded me of, like, old 80s movies. You know sure. what I mean? No, it had a feel to it. Like, it had a vibe to it. It just, as a whole, the movie just bombed. Right. It's really like a 5, maybe a 5.5 at the most. It's not a good movie, but it has some really cool parts in it. Like, I really appreciated it. It was directed by Anthony C. Ferrante, who is the director of Sharknado 1 and one through 4. <laughs> one of the Hansel and Gretel movies, because there's like six. Right. You know what I mean? And it's not the one you're probably thinking of. It's the low-budget one. Actually, Horror Pack had one of it in the last one of the last two uh, shipments. Shit. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I have that. But there is a really cool scene that they did, like kind of like almost like the Thing dog that was in the cages. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Its head opens up like a flower. They didn't do that in this, but it looked exactly like, like that, that dog. dog for sure. It really did. Either that or like the dogs from like uh, Resident Evil, right? Or oh, the skinless dogs. Yeah, yeah, it, it kind of had that feel yeah. to it. You know what I thought was interesting? The hospital they were at. What was it? Uh, Santa Mira. Yeah, yeah. You found out about that, That's right. right? It just rang a bell with me, and I looked it up, and it's 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 used in a lot of different things. Uh, it's a Santa Mira, California, is an is the name of fictional California town in the following science fiction horror works. And it was in 1956, uh, film Invasion of the Body Snatcher. Oh, okay. 1982, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Okay. Phantoms, the 1983 novel. Huh. Oh, the Michael Crichton one with uh, Ben Affleck? Is it Mike? No, wait. Disc- Phantoms is uh, Dean Arcoons. Oh, cool. It's right. This not is Crichton. the novel. I'm not sure about the film. It's no, just... but Dean Arcoons wrote the book. You're right, you're oh, right. really? It is yeah. Okay. He wrote the book, and then they made the film in the '90s. Right. Yeah. And then also the Dark Tower. The current Dark Dark Tower that's being filmed. No, it was a novel. It the was... book by Stephen King. Yeah, yeah okay. but he's saying it was seven. The Dark Tower seven. Oh, okay. Huh. Like, I guess it was a 2004 novel. So Santa Mira is one of those uh, names that it's just one of those weird tropes right. that Hollywood uses because it's a name that's not like. Oh, yeah, like, it's not real. Like, when they have to give a phone number and they say 555-555, whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 We needed to do an episode on, like, horror movie tropes. Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. Because we were talking about, I think it was you or or, or Pat, where they, if you guys have ever noticed... Oh, yeah, I know what you're going to. (laughs) Whenever there's a guy who's doing an autopsy or looking at a cadaver, he's always eating a sandwich on it. Why the (laughs) fuck is he eating a sandwich? Because you think of lunch meat. No! It doesn't make any fucking sense. It's like they're trying to say, he's done this for so long, he's just not bothered by it. Right, he's but just But they're always eating a fucking sandwich. I know. I, I want to do an episode on... Uh, 
I want to look up every single fucking movie that ever had a sandwich on a corpse. <laughs> I, I want to look at movies that have uh, the wall of crazy. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, that's right. We need know, to do one. That, I would do that, too. Yeah. Well, any any film where it has, like, the big wall with all the pictures and all the string connecting all the pictures together. Yeah, or just, like, articles all over the fucking or just place. just ramblings over and over again, like in The Shining or something like that. Yeah. Or in Seven. Uh, seven, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is with those tropes. Like, just off the top of my head, the movie uh, that you let me borrow, it is Anatomy, had it. Oh, it's a great movie. Brain Dead, a.k.a. Dead Alive. Either way, we need to do a, a thing on tropes like that. Because yeah. that, it, it, I want to look into the why Hollywood is reusing that segment of eating a sandwich on top of a corpse. <laughs> or at least nearby it. Like, it's in comedies, it's in horror, it's in everything. Like, why? <laughs> I Yeah, I wonder why. I mean, it's, it's like, why do you eat uh, french fries with ketchup? <laughs> I know. I'm just, I'm just saying, like it's hey, almost. Some people eat French fries with mayonnaise. Oh, I know, I know. Ugh. I'm, I'm just saying, like I, I really do wonder. I want to look into it because it, maybe it's just something that we've seen so many times in so many films. People get used to seeing it, right? You know, and that's why. They and no one it. ever questions it. They're yeah. just like, oh, that's the sandwich eating. Exactly. Scene. There you go. <laughs> I don't it's know. like I want to dig deeper, man. I want to get into the dark web. Right? <laughs> There's probably a web page dedicated to corpses with sandwiches. Dot <laughs> com or some fucking shit. We'll look it up afterwards. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But uh, to get back into the movie Boo from 2005, it's Halloween night. Kids break into that old Santa Mira hospital that Patrick was telling you about. Several groups are going into this place for whatever, for various reasons. Um, they're trying to meet up for some party because it's <laughs> Halloween. They want to do something edgy and cool. <laughs> like have a party. I don't even know. Like they start having hauntings in the place and like shit's happening that's like kind of fucked up. And somehow they venture onto the floor, uh, the third floor, which is where all the activity is actually happening. That's what they call the J ward. Well, all the crazy patients went in that hospital, okay. like the really crazy ones. But you find out as this story progresses, like people are getting possessed by demons suddenly, and they, as soon as they get possessed, they get like this ooey gooey substance on them. Chism. Yeah, it's kind of like I don't know. It's like pinkish, like blob style shit and then they start melting in front of their friends and shit mm. there's a part in the movie where the guy's like dude brian or whatever the fuck the dude's name is brian you're like melting he's like yeah i know <laughs> and then he's just like ex like they shoot him in the face and he explodes everywhere and it's kind of cg at that point when they when he explodes but there is some like practical effects okay. thrown in there. that's cool which is what i took from the movie I liked that they did apply a lot of practical effects for an indie film. But essentially what happens is is this little girl was raped and burned in a building years ago okay. by this crazy patient. And this crazy patient is trying to get out of the hospital and this nurse goes in to basically treat all the patients in the crazy ward. And I can't remember who the actor that plays her but you remember the nun, the nurse goes into the place and she's trying to talk to the guy and he's like, I want out of here. He's like, I'll burn this fucking place. And he like takes some paper and throws it on a tile floor, which is like, <laughs> I'm sorry, that shit's not going to catch fire. <laughs> but for some reason, the whole place goes up in this ward and she locks him in and throws the key out the window. She's like, if you're going, if you're going to kill everyone, I'm going with you and I'll keep you here for eternity. And that's where the movie gets real shitty. Oh, man. And real cheesy. Yeah. Because they do really bad ghost effects. 
I know it's hard to do those things well. So it's like a mix between practical and I don't know. A sheet on a basketball. Yeah, it's just really bad. <laughs> uh, they do uh, that scene where I was telling about the guy dripping blood or dripping. And he's like, yeah, I know. They slam a pipe into his head and he's still talking to him. And he's like, ah, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? But yeah, then they everybody they, it turns into a demon. They shoot. There's a guy that plays like what was his name? Dynamite Jones. Oh yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. black exploitation film guy. That's yeah, like, but now he's an actual cop. Though, yeah, he's right? like a detective or a cop or some shit. You know, I never got to see the end. You know, the match trick. Did yeah, that ever come into play? Yeah, well, in the beginning of the movie, he's like trying to. In in one of his movies, it was called uh, Frankenfro. It was like Dynamite Jones versus Frankenfro, and uh, he like lights a match and kicks it into the dude's hair, and it catches him on fire. And like, so he's like practicing this out in the parking lot. And then by the end of the movie, it's like the ghost is there, and he like kicks it perfectly at the ghost, and it does nothing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and it's like, it's like it's supposed to be funny, but everybody's being so serious, so it kind of like, I don't know. This lost. Huh? It loses it, dude. Yeah. That's I don't know. Like, I was waiting for that too. As soon as I saw him doing that, I was like, that's gonna be. A key moment in the movie. Like I said, man, the movie's like a 5.5, maybe 6.5 for some like really nice people. It had some pretty cool, solid ideas. I appreciate it for that. But ultimately, it's kind of a, a fuck fest. Uh-huh. So, is there anything else that you guys saw? Not Halloween, because we're waiting for that one for the very end. Just that house uh-huh. movie, man, for me, anyways. Well, and yeah, but that Halloween. doesn't, yeah. I saw a... Uh, 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 one I do want to talk about is a, not trick or treat, but trick or treat. Yes, please. Yeah, it's a... Uh, okay, this is one I've been hearing about for a while. It was not as good as I thought it was going to be. It had its You moment. hadn't seen it before this? I, no. Really? I always thought it was going to suck balls. See, that's what I thought. I still haven't seen it either. Really, guys? No. Well, I like the movie. Well, it's... Uh, let me say it like this. It's one of these films that has tons of potential and has some really cool scenes in it. I mean, first off, it's, it's produced by Brian Singer. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know who Brian Singer is, he's the dude who did uh, Usual Suspects. He did a handful of the uh, uh, X Men movies, first okay. couple ones. I mean, he's really connected. He's a big. I didn't know about the Michael Singer thing. The, the Brian Singer guy. Brian Singer. Sorry. Yeah, it, well, yeah. Uh, you might want to double check, but last time I checked on, unless I looked at the wrong IMDb page. Okay. I saw him as the producer. But the cast is kind of interesting. It's got like Dylan Baker's in it, and I don't. You'd recognize him if you, if you saw him. I think he played a. Uh, JFK in some movie. Okay. Uh, Anna Paquin, and everybody knows her from True Blood. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the other one, not to bring it back one more time, but uh, if I pronounce his name correctly, Tomoa Pennicut? Not sure. I think that's the guy's name. He was in Continuum, Dollhouse, uh, and the Battlestar Galactic reboot. Okay. Uh, aside from other stuff, also he played Gadriel and Ezekiel in Supernatural. Gotcha, Okay. So if you saw him, you'd recognize him. Well, and this is essentially a, an, an anthology movie. But it's really well blended together. Yeah, it, it has like this really weird like non-linear structure. Right. Uh, it all flows together and they all cross paths. Yeah, it, you just have to get... for To really understand the, the non-linear structure, like where you're, kind of what you're getting at, mm-hmm. you have to watch the entire film. Right. Because you need to get to that ending to kind of see. Because it almost like... It's almost like a Tarantino film. In a way, yeah. It, it has yeah. that kind of like... It's all jumbled around yeah. at different times. 
but it's still like I mean I I could rag on it, but it's it's got a huge uh, the the reviews are great. Right. You know, I think it almost had five solid stars on Amazon. I I don't know if it, I I mean I don't know if it's five. I think it's a classic. I watch it a couple of times a year. Michael Darty is the director of this movie. What else he did really he do? hadn't even done anything before this. How did he get funding for it if he hadn't really done anything? You know, the weird thing about this movie is is that I remember seeing the trailer for it, and either the, it was the trailer before I saw Halloween remake or reboot okay. from Rob Zombie. I think I saw it at the theater, and they even put it in the trailer of the movie, and they were like, it's coming out this year, and then it didn't. It like took. It was like sat on the shelf for many years, uh, and I'm not really sure why that was. It was probably in some production development hell or whatever the fuck it is, so that they could distribute it or something like that. There's probably some fucking crazy shit about that. But the film was originally slated to be released in October 20, 2007 for a Halloween release. Okay. And Warner Brothers, without explanation or reason, they basically pulled the film from the schedule and no reschedule date was announced. Huh. Um, some people speculate that maybe one of the reasons might have been that the Saul... Uh, Four movie was coming out, and it was slated for a release around the same time. And Warner Brothers didn't want to compete against it for the you know basically they didn't want to kill their movie. Yeah, but I, that seems weird to me um, because that shit happens all the time. Uh, another possible reason they say is that the film was buried by the studio, but that it was possible that the fallout from the box office disappointment of what Superman Returns, which Michael Doherty did the movie, wrote Superman Returns, which is the one before Man of Steel. Superman sucks. Well, uh-huh. Superman Returns. It was basically co-written by Michael Doherty. Uh, and both were produced and directed by Brian Singer, which you mentioned, but but his production company produced the film, so... There was brief talk that the film was finally to be released around Halloween 2008 and possibly early 2009, but neither release was ever materialized, and the film was finally released straight to DVD in October 2009. Hmm. So, honestly, I feel like this movie could have been in theaters. Easily. Easily. Like, there's so many worse movies that have made it to the mainstream in all of the theaters around the way. And I really like this movie. Um, I know that he's the guy that did Krampus. He directed and wrote Krampus. Oh, the guy who wrote this? Yeah, the one that came out for Christmas last year. Yeah. I really like that movie, too. It's kind of like a fable comedy. Krampus, now that's an actual character, or like a real life. It's the German guy, and we'll probably talk about it a lot in our... Christmas episode that we're going to be doing. Right. We'll probably do like two episodes of different things that we can for Christmas. Um, and we may have to like cut one week out that month just because I won't be here. Oh, yeah. So we either have to record two uh, that that week and then put them out simultaneously or we just take a break right. for a week. But um, the movie did way better. Than they expected in the end. And um, Michael Doherty actually is still doing a lot of movies. He's actually uh, going to direct the new Godzilla 2 movie, which is the sequel to the new one. And he's doing a Trick or Treat 2, but we don't know when that's coming. Oh, wow. Trick-er? Trick-er treat. Okay. Yeah. 
There wouldn't be a sequel for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see it. Did you? What are some good things you liked and didn't like about it, Mike? What I liked about it, which actually was pretty cool about it, is uh, it had that very like uh, <clears throat> I don't want to say '90s feel to it. It had the same aesthetic <clears throat> feel as like a New Line film, right? Like, uh, uh, New Line. Yeah. Yeah, New Line Cinema. Like, think about, like, uh, Final Destination. It had that kind of same aesthetic feel to it. Okay. As far as, like, the color saturation, the cinematography, and stuff like that. Uh, I liked the people that were acting in it. I thought it had great sound, cool effects. It had cool moments. But I didn't like the nonlinear structure of the screenplay. Really? Uh, yeah, it was too, like, half the time I'm watching it, like, I had no fucking clue what was going on. And it, and, it, and it didn't start making sense until the end. Okay. And I didn't like until, I didn't like that there's different stories that were coming together. It's really? like if, if it's gonna be about the kid, let's see the kid. If it's gonna be about the werewolves, that you know, the chick being a vampire, werewolves, whatever, Anna Paquin, let's do that. See, so, I thought of it as a, a very clever way to do an anthology. Yeah, I didn't think of it as like, well, this is fucked up. Like it's not on order or anything. I was just like, oh, this is it's like four or five different stories here that are going on. It's pretty cool. It's like Halloween theme. I mean, if if I looked at it like that, if it was an anthology, that I may have had a different opinion. Right. But I wasn't expecting that when I went into it. Okay. I was expecting like a standard film about straight through. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I feel like the Sam character is like the pumpkin head kid. Yeah. I feel like that could be a movie in itself. Yeah. I, and I thought that's what the film was going to be about. I mean, yeah. he's the one on the cover of the fucking box art. Well, he's he's the B-roll or the he's the one that anchors the whole story together. He's, he's the cause of it. He's, so he's a linchpin. Yeah. Essentially. He's he's essentially that's why it crescendos to him at the end. Yeah. Like as the last story. Because he's the the thing that's like causing this problem. My two favorite stories out of the anthology, aside from the the kid who gets poisoned by the dad and does the jack-o'-lantern face. Oh, that, that is so awesome. That's really cool. That's very cool. I like the kids on the bus thing. Oh, that's cool as well. Where that, that go over the cliff. They were like mentally handicapped and the family didn't want to deal with them. So they paid the bus driver to drive it off a fucking cliff and drowned all the kids. Jesus. So, yeah, so their tortured souls, you know, haunt that lake. Which is a cool story. I want to live in this town. Um, and then I like the the final one with the Sam creature. This is all based off of a short animation, a cartoon. Oh, by really? The way. I didn't know that. Yeah, it definitely had like that. Uh, it definitely had a comic book feel. I mean, where the the titles were and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's kind of like creep show. Yeah, it definitely had like a creep show. Feel. Oh, you can tell have that's like comic homage. book tiles in it. And yeah. Stuff? Oh wow. Yeah. I'm going to watch that tonight. So you haven't seen this? No. See, this is why we do this, folks, so that you guys can watch things that maybe you haven't seen. And it surprises me sometimes that some of these big movies I think are well-known, some people don't know. Right. So that's good. I'm glad. But yeah, if you get a chance to watch it, I, I really I like it. I like it as an anthology. I think it's cool. It's not perfect. I think it's like a 7.5, 8. It's, it's definitely like a... Uh... It's one of those fun popcornish kind of movies. Sure, you know it, it's it's you're not gonna like gain brain cells by watching it, but you're not really gonna lose so it, any either. It's like a one and done. No, not at all. No, I think it's a class. I think you'll love it. Really? Yes. All right. Hundred percent. Tonight. I think it didn't get enough just desserts as it should have <laughs> um, for it being in the theater. I think it should have come out. Really? A lot of people were really excited about it. By the way, guys, there is a ton of fucking movies that we could probably name off for Halloween. But you got to realize, we only have so much time in an episode and we don't want to fucking drag it out. 
So we, we wanted to save one of the biggest, most epitome of fucking Halloween that you could think of. And we mentioned it in our history. And that is Halloween. John Carpenter's mm. Halloween. John Carpenter's Halloween. Legendary score. Right. 78 came out. This movie was so influential to so many other movies. And I think one of the bigger movies I think that probably inspired it was... Not it, the movie, but inspired Halloween. John Carpenter's Halloween is probably Psycho. Oh, I can see that. It inspired Halloween, which then in turn inspired Friday the 13th, which, you know, was also inspired by Psycho. Right, I was about to say that, totally. Pat and I were talking about this before we recorded, and he's under the assumption that it's not a good movie. I didn't say it wasn't a good movie. Yeah, but it's not. A, you're not a fan of it. I, you know what? Watching After watching the second one, I can see how maybe watching it every year for Halloween, because the, the cinematography was great. It definitely has that great Halloween feel. Sure. It's, well, the score, I think the music does right. a lot for it. It definitely adds to it, for sure. But if you're going to watch one, and you're only going to watch one, watch two. It sums up the first movie a little bit at the end. And the first movie, it's it's a little talky-talky, and there's not much killing. Right. And, you know, if you're, if you're going to watch them, you're going to watch one of them, watch Halloween 2, or watch them both in a row. What do you think, Mike? Uh, I'm hugely inspired by the first one. Right. I haven't seen the second one in a long time, so I can't really like speak on behalf of the second That's one. That's fine. A film like this is one of the reasons I, I got into filmmaking. Okay. You know, like... Um, Shoestring budget. Yeah, like they uh, shot it for around, like, granted, these are, like, rough numbers. Right. But I heard around $300,000 for the budget, mm-hmm. and total box office worldwide, at least from my understanding, is close to $70 million. Right. And and this film launched a, a genre of movies. Yeah. You know? I mean, and the other thing, too, with, with this fucking just destroys my brain that I read this, I read that the script took only 10 days to write. That's crazy. Which I is believe nuts. it. Yeah, which is nuts, man. Well, and, and originally, um, the original title for the movie before they decided to call it Halloween, was to be called The Babysitter Murders. Yeah. And that fits the title of what it was about, essentially. It's a little too on the nose, though. Mm, I think it's too cheese dick. Yeah. It's totally cheese dick. <laughs> From under cheese, for It sure. would have never <laughs> been a huge hit had it not been called Halloween. Right. There had never been another movie that had ever dealt with Halloween as a holiday or a murder or some sort of movie like that. Right. Until then. I was going to say, plus it's cool when you have a a movie like that. Because every Halloween, people are going to watch Halloween. Right. So if you're cashing out residuals, every every year you're going to get a bunch of residuals around Halloween. Probably, Just like uh, I heard that about uh, Alice Cooper's Cooper's, uh, School's Out for Summer. Wow. Because every time when school's out, they play the song and he cashes a bunch of checks. (laughs) <laughs> uh, that anybody records the records of it but yeah I could see that being a thing you know um, Donald Pleasance who was in the movie and of course a very young Jamie Lee Curtis yeah yeah she um, do you know who her, her mother was yeah she was the that's another thing yeah she was the chick that was in Psycho no her mom was her mom yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying really yeah she Ooh. was in the movie Psycho and John Carpenter really wanted loved that movie so much I mean, which obviously it inspired Halloween. Yeah, because her mom was Janet Lee. Yeah, Janet Lee. Wow. But she uh, she was the one that got stabbed in the shower, basically. That famous scene that made that movie. Right. But he wanted to pay homage to that. In fact, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, when she took the job, it was her first day on the set, 
she felt she did so bad at acting that she was never going to work in Hollywood again. Oh. And she went home that night and she was like, fuck, you know, like I'm so fucking fired. And John Carpenter called her up and she was like, here it is. Here it is. Here I'm going to get it fucking fired. Hollywood goodbye. And he was like, I really love what you did. I think it's amazing. Here's some things that we're going to do next. And I really like the angle that you're pulling with it. And she was like, holy shit, I'm not going to get fired. I'm actually doing a good job. She got paid eight grand for the whole movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. But back in the 70s, yeah. 7, 78. And they did it, I believe, in Pasadena, California. Something like that. I heard, too, that uh, Carpenter got ten grand plus a 3% on the back end. Really? Yeah. 3% is what's paying it off right now. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. Like, Yeah, that's a fucking big paycheck every month. Um, or every three months or whatever. Donald Pleasance got paid twenty grand. Damn. Just for five days of shooting. What? The movie was shot in twenty days, by the way. Wow. Crazy, right? Yeah. The highest. I think it's. I think I read somewhere too. It's the high. Oh well, I don't. Well, let me say this. At the time. At the time, it was the highest grossing independent film. It had been. Yeah. I don't know about now. I think Blair Witch may have lapped it. It's one of those. It's one of those. Yeah. It definitely is one of those. They say that the domestic money that they made locally and well in the United States was about forty eight million. It was like seventy million worldwide. Yeah. But forty eight million back in seventy eight is equivalent to about a hundred and fifty million today. Right. Which is pretty much like a pretty good successful movie these days. But at that time, horror was never that big. I mean, it was big. An underground, like, jerk fests. You know what I mean? Like, when they, yeah, they like, they, when they made movies back in the 70s like that, they gave it to the lowest common denominator for the most part. Like, porn people, like, anybody like in that realm, they were like, oh, they'll like it. You know what I mean? Because we're too classy. But it made main, it made horror mainstream in that, at that point when that movie made as much money as it did. So it's pretty amazing to me because that to me is really where, because like we said in the history of Halloween, it is the epitome of what made Halloween masks and the Halloween that we pretty much celebrate today. Yeah. What it is, which is amazing to say for a fucking movie. And it's not even my favorite franchise of slashers. Like it really isn't. It's like a toss up between, I'd probably say Chucky beats it in my Uh opinion. Chucky. I love Chucky. (laughs) I love Halloween. I do. And I don't want anybody to get me wrong here. I think it's amazing. If I lived through what movies were 10 years before that and then saw Halloween when it came out, I'd probably be amazed. Uh Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. As everybody already knows, the mask was... Shatner. 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 Right. Do you know what they were going to use before that? No, I don't know. No. A clown mask. The same clown mask... Oh, that they have... From the beginning of the story? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That would have been cool. It had, like, the red hair on the top. Yeah. Big nose, kind of weird face. They've used it in other movies since. I think the I think the other one was a little bit more menacing, though, for sure. The Shatner they, mask. When they compared the two, they were like, yeah, that's fucked up. Right. It looks like it doesn't have a smile or an emotion. They were like, that's creepy. They thought the clown mask was really fucking creepy. But they oh, were like, is. what the fuck? But they were like, Shatner this one's mask, really it, creepy. Yeah, it just had a presence, and it was good. Right. To throw out a couple more tidbits about that movie, 
before we pass on into the drunken sleep that we will probably be having. <laughs> Another thing that they mention in the movie, or that about the movie, that John Carpenter, there's two things I want to mention. One is, recently we talked about the Rob Zombie. John Carpenter finally came out. And I oh, guess yeah. Like, yeah. there was a video a year ago that somebody recorded and it got out. Where he was talking about how he hated the new movie and he thought it was shit. Basically, in so many words, it was not his favorite thing. Part of that reason is I heard that John Carpenter never, ever wanted Michael Myers to be a character that you could relate to. He, he just wanted him to be this evil entity that would kill. And Donald Pleasance literally talks about it like 15 times in the fucking movie. Yeah. He's like prowling the streets of Haddonfield when he escapes. In the middle of the night, just fucking walking around, trying to find Jay, uh, Michael Myers. This is a little bit off the beaten path, but did, have you noticed that he never smokes in the movie? Donald Pleasance? No. Cop hands him a cigarette, he lights his, whatever, and then hands him the lighter and the fucking cigarette. Doesn't light <laughs> up. Later on, he gives one to the nurse that came down to pull him back to the hospital. He'd be like, hey, you gotta, you gotta stop doing this, you gotta come back. And then hands her a cigarette. His own pack of cigarettes. And then he takes one up and never lights it. You know what it was? John Carpenter probably envisioned the character as a smoker. Right. Like a gumshoe detective that smokes noir style. But Donald Pleasance didn't smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons that Donald Pleasance actually took this independent film as a, as, a, as a job is because his daughter loved Assault on Precinct 13 so much. Huh. She loved the music in it that John Carpenter did. And that was one of his films directly before Halloween. Yeah. It did really well. For him, like, you know, doing an independent film, it did really well. It did, it was like highly acclaimed. And the music in it, dang, da 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 da. Dang, da 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 da. Dong, da 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 da. Anyway, that song she apparently loved, which is really simple. But Donald Pleasance was like, well, maybe I'll give this a shot. The name, and I'll leave you guys with this. Do you know how they know, they got the name Michael Myers? Like where that came up from? No, I, I can only assume maybe one of the people involved in the production of the, the game of the game, the movie. You mean the movie? I'm sorry, I'm blocked. <laughs> uh, close. Assault on Precinct Thirteen, the movie he did before. Yeah, he was really throwing a bone. John Carpenter was throwing a bone for distribution, mm-hmm. and at that time, it's really hard to get distribution. It wasn't like the internet. Um, somebody by the name of Michael Myers helped him uh, supposedly on getting distribution. So in a way to honor that person for giving him that bone, he used his character as the name Michael Myers. Oh, cool. Supposedly. <laughs> Let's make that the truth. I think, I think the movie is really cool. Um, I like it. I probably like the second one just like you, Pat, a little bit more. I gotta see the second one. It's been so long. I have it. I pull yeah, it out. I do too. It's on my fucking coffee table. I just got to burn through it. I didn't want to go over like two Halloween movies. Yeah. Because I feel like we could just do an entire episode on Michael Myers or something. Right. Um, or just Halloween, this franchise, which we'll do at some point. And it's not the best franchise in my opinion. But um, I don't know. Like, is there any favorite moments in that or things that you really feel like stand out? For me, yeah. Uh, when Michael Myers kills the, uh, the guy in the kitchen. Right. Chick's boyfriend. Stabs him up against the wall. Yeah, and then he actually stands there and, and like, cocks his head a few times. Yes! Yeah. Which, Friday the 13th, totally ripped. Yeah. Right. Because this this was actually one of the films I had to watch in film school. 
And that scene was one of the specific scenes we had to like break apart. And we I remember talking about how important it was right. to see his head kind of tip back and forth when he's looking at the corpse. Well, that's a whole physical uh, expression. Yeah, like, he, that, he's he's breathing humanity into a you know, into, into a character where he's not allowed to say anything. Right. The scene you were talking about, yeah. I like the same scene in the second movie where he has a scalpel and he's chasing a what's her character's name? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Lori. Lori, which takes Lori down when she's all drugged and she's just waking up from being drugged. Yeah. And she's telling her to stop, and she looks back and she's kind of dazed or whatever, and she keeps walking, and then she tells her to stop again. And she looks around, and Michael Myers is behind the nurse. Right. He takes the scalpel and shoves it through her back and just lifts her straight up on it. Yeah. And holds it there for so long that her little galoshes fall off her feet, and I don't know why, <laughs> but it. I really like that scene. Well, they do a lot of that in Friday the Thirteenth as well, which yeah. is, and it's and, and they don't they're not shy about it. They say that the homage is totally there. Right. It is a Halloween sort of ripoff. Yeah. But I think that that movie in particular, the kids trick or treating, it, it has the whole Halloween thing, the jack o' lantern in the front of the movie. I even have the extended version, which was made for TV for some. Oh, reason. and the opening credits, dude. Oh. Yeah, with the, with the jack with the jack lantern. With the jack lantern. And it oh, wasn't yeah. really a gory movie. No, not by any means. It had some moments, but it was more just brutal rather than right. Gory. It was for me. It was all. I mean, I, I could see where it'd be classified as horror, but it was more suspense. Yeah. yeah, you know, a lot of suspense, a lot of like tension, and I will say that you know, while the character is really uh, scary and faceless and doesn't have a lot to him, I think that the music really plays the biggest part in that to me. Oh, Just, for sure. It had such a creepy element. Well, it's John Carpenter. John Carpenter has a way of crafting these but he's sounds. Not perfect. You he's know, not like perfect. there is some movies that I'm like, meh. Right. That Ghost is probably his fucking. <laughs> what did you call? I said Ghost of Mars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not a shining moment. That's for sure. But you know, you, if you if you stay on the same road, it's life gets pretty boring. You got to kind of like mix it up a little bit. Yeah. And sometimes you're going to have pretty bad shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But all in all, I think that's a good movie, and I think it, it, is, it epitomizes Halloween. I think it was one of the earliest movies that really epitomized horror on Halloween like it did. And he'll forever be in history for that. Guys, this Halloween, we know you're probably going to get drunk. You may even be taking your kids out for Halloween. Make sure you check those apples. For any razor blades, <laughs> and you want to do that by biting into every piece of candy and every apple for them. Yeah, for them, because if if, yeah. you, if there's a razor blade or drugs in there, you're gonna get to them first. <laughs> <laughs> and if you see a guy in a weird white Captain Kirk mask hiding around a fucking bush, don't go towards him. Stay the fuck away from him. In fact, don't babysit that night. <laughs> just fucking get the fuck out of Haddonfield alright <laughs> but if you're gonna trick or treat and you gotta make it out there please stay safe don't drink and drive and uh thanks for coming by guys yeah thanks for coming by dude yeah thanks guys have a happy Halloween happy, happy Halloween, Halloween guys Tune in every Monday for a new episode. Trick or treat, motherfucker!